0: Anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably
2: the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain.
0: Here is your host, Kathy.
2: Hi, welcome to the Strict Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the podcast, my show, <laughs> follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Strict Anonymous. If you want to be on the show, I always say it's a call and advice show, but it's more so just a call and show where people call in to talk all about their. Naughty secret lives. Uh, sometimes they do call in for advice. I give them, I could give you unprofessional advice, but I think my advice is good. Uh, you remain anonymous. That's why it's called Strictly Anonymous. I change everybody's names. I change their voices. You could call me from an anonymous number. I don't need to know who you are. I just want to know your story. So if you want to tell your story on my show, send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. Uh, if you want to call in and just confess something, I am gathering confessions right now. I have so many of them. I post, post them on my Patreon account. If you're into confessions and you want to hear them, join my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. All the links to everything is in my description. But if you want to call into my confessions and leave a confession, you have four minutes to do it. You could call anytime 24 seven. The number is 3579 again 3474203579 the email to for the show to be on the show the number for the confessions if you want to join my patreon all that that information is in the description so you don't have to worry about remembering all of this nonsense that I'm giving you right now while you're like driving or walking and listening to my show <laughs> or blow drying your hair that's when i listen to podcasts when i'm blow drying my hair in the morning um but anyway so today i have on Ryan Black who is a guy who teaches other guys how to pick up chicks, okay? He's like, he's kind of the antithesis of the pickup artist. Remember Mystery and the Pickup Artist? Like those guys were around with their pickup artist stuff a long time ago. He actually started using that when he was younger. Ryan gives you... His whole backstory in this episode. He talks about how he, this was a guy who was like still a virgin in college and then changed his whole life and became a guy. I mean, he's with somebody now, but like after he was a virgin, he went from being that to not only losing his virginity and dating a girl, but then dating multiple women because like once he was like dating one girl, he was like, maybe I could date like five. And I think he started dating like five. And he talks about how that happened for him. He tried that pickup artist stuff and he realized. It didn't work. He's more into the philosophy. It's called an inside-out philosophy. It's all about authentic self-expression. It's the opposite, like I said, of all that other stuff. Um, that worked for him. That's what he teaches guys. He talks very specifically in this episode about you know uh, how it works, why it works you know, how to get in touch with that part of yourself. and He has specific things that he has guys go out and do to get them used to getting out in the field and picking up girls and, you know, doing it with confidence. He has a website, ryanblack.us, where you could contact him. He has stuff available for you to learn more from him. And like I said, You just go to ryanblack.us for that information. But listen to him first here. He gives you a lot of good tips on how to pick up women. And then, like I said, if you want to get even more information, have him really help you go out there so you could date not just one hot girl, but like five and do it authentically, not like a fucking asshole. (laughs) Go to his website, ryanblack.us. Anyway, I'm going to be right back on with Ryan. This is the Strictly
3: Anonymous Podcast.
2: Uh, Hi, Ryan Black. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you today?
3: I'm very well. Thanks so much for having me.
2: Yeah, I'm excited to have you on. I mean, typically I'm talking to regular people. You know, they're talking about their naughty secret lives. But every now and then I love to have an expert on to teach people things, right? You're a dating coach correct is that right to That's say, correct. like a men's coach dating coach
3: yeah i mean i i would say my stuff is useful for any guy who lacks any sort of bit of confidence mm-hmm. when it comes to anything from the moment that they see an attractive girl that they'd like to go up and talk to but they're not sure how to find the right words all the way through to somebody who's maybe in relationships but feels like am i settling like am i tolerating behavior i shouldn't be like could i do better and uh this all comes from the fact that i was uh, both of those guys uh and you know I, I grew up very socially anxious and shy and the relationships i did end up in were kind of awkwardly fumbling around with somebody who probably wasn't the best person for me mm-hmm. but uh, i was in a place of scarcity and so just didn't know any better
2: Okay, so let's get a little bit of your backstory and then, you know, tell me how you wind up making this your career and why you decided to help people. I know that you said that you had your own issues. So let's talk about your dating past.
3: Well, yeah, I often say that the difference between a guy who sort of never needs to really worry about uh, dating advice or anything at all Mm -hmm. and a guy who desperately kind of needs it can be one sort of early childhood experience right so like in two parallel realities in one the guy like asked the his this girl to the junior prom or whatever and she's like yeah sure that'll be great and he's like oh dating's easy you just ask a girl and she says yes and it's fine
1: mm-hmm.
3: and then in another parallel reality same guy same girl he's like hey do you want to go to the junior prom?" and she's like you know you're gross and he's like oh my god and spends the next oh, like no. rest of his life sort of over analyzing like what, what i what should i have said and like why, why don't girls like me Right. And uh, for me, for me, that experience was being about like 10 or 11 or something and having these feelings coming up that you don't know how to express it. And uh, I there was this girl that I kind of liked. And my only experience with anything to do with romance was like Disney's Aladdin and like <laughs> Disney movies. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'll paint her this like picture of this, like, I oh, will be in a castle and you'll be king and queen. And then I'll ride on a white horse and whatever. And. I, I see her face going from like surprise to like confusion to then like disgust and horror when she realizes what I'm trying to communicate to her and then just ran out of the room crying. So that, uh, that experience taught me from a young age. It's like, if you have feelings for, for a girl, whatever you do, don't express them because then horrible things will happen. Right. And I think a lot of, a lot of uh, men today especially grow up with a lot of really bad toxic shame around their own natural sexual desire.
1: Mm-hmm. And so they
3: repress every, they repress it and repress it and repress it. Um, and then just don't know how to communicate it or express it. And then it comes out in, in, in you know, often in very bad ways.
2: Right. So what um, happened, what happened to that little boy who all of a sudden then just shoved his feelings down, you know, when did well, what, you decide to start working on that part of yourself?
3: Well, uh, I, I arrived at universities, still a virgin, mm-hmm. um, and awkwardly stumbled my way into, uh, relationship with basically the first girl that ever took any interest in me whatsoever but even with that i had social anxiety to the point where i would avoid the main drag of university and walk a longer way around Mm -hmm. to avoid the potential of having an awkward situation where i like didn't say hi to somebody that i'd met at a party or like god forbid said hello to someone i didn't actually already know um and i would i would often spend like days and weeks like thinking back to like awkward embarrassing stuff i'd done
1: mm-hmm.
3: um and towards the end of university i i was like i was talking to my college roommate at the time and i was like oh, you know i have you know it's, it's coming to the end of university uh we're gonna graduate we might go our separate ways and with this girl i've been with this girl throughout the whole university um the only girl i've ever been with but maybe is it possible that i could I could do better like but i statistically i was like well as a scientist ryan you have zero evidence that um <laughs> that any other woman likes you so you know uh you might as well kind of just grab hold of what you can get right um and so my friend was like listening he's like i've got the exact thing for you and the next day he hands me this book that looks like a a leather-bound bible and it was a copy of neil strauss's book the game which right. had just recently been published.
2: Yeah, the pickup and, artist shit. I know yeah. that stuff. Yeah. And
3: and so I I uh got through this book incredibly quickly and I was like, Oh my god, psychological techniques I can use to manipulate women into sleeping with me, regardless of how unattractive and much of a loser I am. This is oh, fantastic. Really? <laughs> yeah, This right? is just what I need, and they're all based on science. So it yeah. must be true. Yeah. Um and so I, I the, the almost the next day after that he was like, There's a party uh happening. Uh, a couple of doors down tomorrow and i'm like oh my god we can use the things from the book <laughs> and so we go we go to this party and uh there's this uh we start talking to win this girl and then uh she says something about like oh you guys in this frat and we didn't like that frat so one of the techniques in uh, in that book this old school thing is like um you do you do a body rock so you fake as if you're going to like leave and then but you're not actually going to leave and so we like look at each other like oh let's do the thing and we go as if we're <laughs> oh going to leave. God, and the girl yeah. goes, no, wait, come back. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's, it's working. W- wow. Um, and uh, but by, the, by, you know, within whatever, 20 minutes of being at this party, suddenly I realized I'm surrounded by by five, six, you know, cute girls. And they're all looking at me and listening to what I'm saying and smiling. And that, that had just never happened to me mm-hmm. um, my entire life. So I was like, oh, my God, this this material works. Right. And that was the that was the thing that was actually end, ended up being very damaging because um, my base assumption was that I'm I'm not actually attractive. I'm not actually enough. But if I do these techniques correctly, I can plaster over my deep sense of uh, you know, lack of confidence and self-worth issues.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And so I spent the next three years going around. I was in I was in a university in, in Philly uh, the last year of that in, in New York City and then in london so like lots and lots of beautiful women around going out thursday night friday night saturday night doing all of this doing all of this material but at the end of it not actually getting any results like i didn't actually have any uh, relationships or any girlfriends or or anything at all out, out of this and so was I, and it working like short
2: term like you would get the girls and they would be n- interested not, but not nothing would all. last not even that not
3: even at all mm-hmm. not even at all what i what i was what i was able to get was a little dopamine hit of validation because right attracted women were actually talking to me for like five, ten minutes,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and
3: then I'd run out of stuff to say, and then they'd be like, "Great meeting you," and walk off. That was pretty much <laughs> yeah for th- for three years. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah. At the end of this, I, I reached a I reached a uh kind of a point where I was like about to I was literally like about to give up, and just being like, "This is and my my thing." It was all on forums then, so I was on this forum and I just wrote this post. I was like, "I'm you know, this uh, pickup stuff." just doesn't work like maybe if you're maybe if you're like pretty handsome or whatever it is and naturally like you're pretty good then it can give you some stuff to like kickstart a conversation but if you're like ugly like me then there's no amount of technique is ever gonna is ever gonna like fix anything and there's just no point i was like right about to give up right um and then uh, i randomly met this guy who'd been a, a, a comedian previously and he had developed an entirely different method and way of way of looking at things and what and way of doing the stuff so the guy who developed uh, like the mystery method and the book, that book that is uh, based off was a magician and so the whole philosophy and the whole stuff that, it, that that place comes from is how do I basically manipulate other people's perceptions in order to kind of trick them right the whole book is full of like really really awful sort of almost Machiavellian language Right, it's like. Wait, this was the, the comedian tar-
2: guys' in- stuff. No, no, sorry,
3: am Or I'm was sorry, this the to, pickup to stuff? Pickup. So, yeah, the, yeah. The, the pickup stuff, like yep. the, the book, the game is all be- is all couched in this sort of Machiavellian terminology. Yeah. So it's like you approach the target and you disarm the obstacle, <laughs> totally. And it's all about yeah. it's all about like um, how do you how do you make people think that your value is high so that they'll like so that they'll want to be with you and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just horrible, and um, that's why it, it, it usually does not serve the type of guy. That it that who who would benefit most from it? Uh, this uh, this other guy, um, this comedian, developed material that was the exact inverse of everything. Because as we know from um, you know good comedy, right? Comedy is not about if you stand up as a comedian and try to like get the audience to think that you're cool, they're going to destroy you. Right. Right. What you have to do as a comedian, in my opinion, great comedy is when you have a sense of self-acceptance enough to stand up and make a joke about something that you did or even thought that's really, really damaging and embarrassing, but that everybody else has also been there and thought something like that, but they would never admit it. Right. Right. That's where, to me, where great comedy comes from. For sure. The laughs
2: are like the people, you know, totally being able to relate.
0: Uh, mm, The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice.
3: joke is like me trying to bend over to tie my shoelaces is like trying to fold a bowling ball in half (laughs) i just love that joke right it's just like admit that that yeah and just admitting this is you know this is what's going on for me and then people can relate to you and then they're on your side Mm -hmm. and so this guy's this guy's stuff and this guy's material was coming from a place of essentially an inside out philosophy of accepting yourself and going and just using authentic self-expression to meet and connect with people and through going through his work and then doing it, I did a complete shift at a 180 from someone who was deep into scarcity and just doubting myself and just believing, like, I'm just too ugly to make this work to somebody who was who I was dating five different girlfriends at the same time, all ethically in an open way, which we can talk more about um, in mm-hmm. London at the same time. They were all, like models and strippers and all and all this stuff. And I was the same guy I was just as like nerdy and dorky and ginger as I ever was. Wow. Um, but I just I just had this incredible shift and it was all and this is one of the things I often say. It's like the vast majority of the time, the reason that a guy is not achieving the results in his in his relationships or his dating life or, or socially or anything is not because he's like. I, he doesn't know this one sort of technique or tactic or trick or, or if I just knew this line or this, these three words to say, then everything would just work. Mm-hmm. It's literally just his beliefs about himself is holding him back. He does not believe that he's worthy of uh, respect or love from this part. Oh, this, that you know, that girl, she's so hot. She, what would she want to do with me? Right. And because of that, his own beliefs sabotage his ability to actually meet and connect with her.
2: Mm hmm. And so that guy's work, the magician guy's book, is that still out there? Is that what your or is that what you is that the material so, that so um, yeah, you so, have? So yeah.
3: mystery, yeah. So mystery is the magician, and he created the mystery oh,
0: method, which Neil I Strauss. I
2: mystery pulled. too. I for some reason I thought they yeah, were very had, similar, but so he's like sort of the opposite, but kind of doing the same thing. But it, here you you could do it this way, and that's the way that worked for you. That was the authentic way mystery
3: exactly so so what what no so so mystery the magician wrote uh, created the mystery method which neil yeah. strauss wrote about in the in the book the game and all of that stuff is oh a very it's what it's what everybody like many women sort of found out about that book and all that stuff and found it deeply manip- manipulative and, mm-hmm. and was kind of gross which it is
1: mm-hmm.
3: right because it's coming from it's coming from a place of uh essentially how do i plaster over my own insecurities Pretend to be this like high status, high value alpha yeah douchebag, and basically at all costs just tell me what it is I need to say to convince this girl to give me what I want yeah. That's where that book is coming from, and so my my mentor, the guy I learned from, was a comedian and wrote and created a completely different system that had nothing to do with it was the exact polar opposite of all of that
2: yeah. And, and what unfa-
3: was that book? Like, was that a book? Um, he he never really wrote a book he doesn't he doesn't you know do this stuff anymore i was just very blessed to um at that point sort of be in this in this community there was a kind of a community a lot of people going and 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 kind of field testing this stuff out yeah uh, in london around the sort of the mid 2010s or so mm-hmm. and i was just lucky to be there at the time when the, when the zeitgeist was 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 the way it was and that was another thing as well is that a lot of a lot of the old school mystery method stuff was based on going to going to nightclubs. Right, uh, they were was taking their guys out to nightclubs, you know, Friday night, Saturday night, whatever. And that's something for me. I've I've just never found that particularly fun. I don't I don't really enjoy waiting in line, paying a bunch of money to go somewhere where the music is so loud you can't even really have a conversation and connect with anybody. Right. Um. And then if you you know, and then they're like, oh, if you want the hot girls, then you like buy the VIP. You know, champagne for thousand dollars. Like that just doesn't interest me. <laughs>
1: right. Um,
3: and so, what was cool about this this authentic uh, way of, uh, of meeting people is that it's done during the day. So, so instead of now, uh, my you know most of my Saturday and Sunday just being like nursing a hangover, instead I was walking around uh, London, just connecting and having conversations with people in coffee shops and bookstores and um, cafes and 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 stores and stuff like that. Right. And it was uh, incredibly incredibly liberating.
2: So here you are dating five different women at the same time. When, and so did you wind up ever, are you married now? Are you in a relationship
3: I'm, now? I'm in a relationship now. Mm-hmm. I have a girlfriend. We lived together in Santa Monica since right at the beginning of the pandemic. I actually got in. I arrived um, in March 2020 right. from London and went down to LAX uh, to get my bags, turned on my phone, went on Facebook, and the very first article I saw was all flights suspended <laughs> into US from Europe. I was like, oh, just made it."
2: Yeah. <laughs> and then so so now when you're dating those those five women, what were the tactics that you learned from that the good guy, the the comedian guy? And I I'm assuming that now since you're a dating coach yourself, this is what you teach other people. But like what were the things that you were taught to do that turned your life around?
3: Yeah, so the 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 biggest shifts for me, and yeah I've, I've kind of uh, took a lot of his learning it's kind of the spiritual component of his stuff and put it into a system that now any guy any guy can kind of go through and get results with yeah um, but the bi- the biggest shift the biggest shifts uh, for me were the following number one is shifting from an outside in to an inside out philosophy of life, mm-hmm. and what that means is most people I would say most people uh, in general from the media and culture and, and things like that, anyway, are operating from an outside-in place, and what that means is is that uh, the fundamental philosophy is things outside uh, the the external world, how people think about me, or how I think people think about me. Those are important things that can and should affect my internal state of well-being. Mm-hmm. So, and if you look at you know most most media, both for men and women, right? You yeah. you've thumb you thumb through a pages of a men's magazine and basically what that magazine is, is telling you is you are not enough, you are you you are not um, you are yeah, you're not good enough, you're not successful enough, you're not worthy, unless you have this Lamborghini, unless you have this designer suit, unless you have these this Rolex. Yeah. Right? And when you have all these things, then you get to project this image of success and then people will like you. Yeah, because they're always standing next
2: to the hottest girl too. I mean, that is definitely being told
3: to you as well, of course. When you raise, when you raise your perceived status by having these things, then women, then women will, uh, you know, will want to have sex with you, basically. Mm
1: -hmm. Um,
3: But it's also if it's done to women in 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 often ways even even worse, right? Yeah, you go through a women's magazine and it says unless you look exactly like this, you are not beautiful and you are not worthy. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: Yeah, right and Um, so that's the, that's an outside in, uh, uh, philosophy and the outside in philosophy again, leads to a lot of social anxiety for people, right? Because my internal state is constantly being shifted up and down, depending on as I'm looking around, are these people, you know, is that person smiling at me? Do they want to have a conversation with me? Do they like me? Are they laughing at my joke? All this stuff. And like, only if you're getting validation and approval and acceptance from people, are you allowing yourself to feel Okay. And uh, the shift was to an in, an inside-out philosophy way of living life, which is I decide my value is decided by me and what I know about who I am
1: mm-hmm.
3: and about things that nobody can take away from me. And so, um, and then I simply emanate that that value that energy outwards towards other people. But whether people so I I, I one of the sort of mindsets and things I I teach is this idea that. Um, You know, if you're going around, if you were walking around, you have that big stack of money because you're like a billionaire or whatever. If you're just going around handing out dollar bills to people, then only a few things can happen. Either they're like, oh, thanks for the dollar. And, you know, they're they're happy. You're happy. You've given some value to someone. You've brightened their day. Right. Or they might take the dollar and then reciprocate it and and be like, oh, this is super cool. Like, why are you you doing this? And you end up having a conversation that could lead somewhere and that would be great. Uh, They could... Uh, they could be like, you know what? I don't need a dollar and I'm, I'm all set. Uh, you should give that to somebody who, you know, who needs it more. And again, they get to feel good about themselves. They did like a, they almost feel like they gave the charity in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you feel good cause you tried to give value to them. Uh, win, win again, or you can try and hand someone a dollar and they're like, ah, oh, screw you, man. I don't want your stupid dollar. Um, in any of those cases, if you're just handing if you're just handing in a dollar, you wouldn't feel rejected by the people that refuse to take it. Right. Right, mm-hmm. and so that's that's the mindset I'm coming from when I'm uh, you know encouraging guys to start a conversation. When I'm starting a conversation myself, I'm coming from the place of I know that what I what I'm bringing to the table is in, intrinsically and inherently valuable. If you if you accept and agree that what I'm doing and what I'm bringing to the table is valuable. Then cool, we're on kind of the same level. We resonate with each other. We can continue to have an interaction. Mm-hmm. And if you don't find what I'm bringing to the table valuable, that's totally fine. That's you. That's your reality, and that's that's totally cool. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be offended. I'm not gonna be hurt. I'm not gonna be. Fi- I'm not gonna feel rejected or like you're looking into my soul and telling me that I'm a bad person. If you don't. If you're not interested in in accepting the value that I know that I'm bringing. Right. And so that that inside out uh, philosophy, I think, is really is really, really powerful, not just for sort of dating relationships, just life in general.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean whether even women could take from that, right? I mean there but that's easier said than done. No? I mean, how do you yes. create that shift yes. in somebody?
3: So well, so um some ways, right? Mm-hmm. So there's there's a lot of great kind of uh writers and uh psychologists. So Adlerian psychology is kind of based on based on the ins- that inside out principle yeah um there's also a book by michael Neal called the inside out revolution that kind of gets into it um there's many kind of bruce lee talked about um a lot of this stuff too there's a lot of you know you can do years and years of meditation and you can do years and years of, of some types of therapy and get there um my preferred way the way that i did uh was to do a practice that i've termed uh, ICBT, cbt so interactive cbt and what that is is It's going through a series of basically like social experiments so interacting with people in a certain way where you slightly step outside of the bounds of what's considered normal Mm -hmm. so you step slightly outside of um something where that person kind of has an automatic response mechanism right so that they have to be present and be like wait what what's going on and you want to put yourself in a position where it might happen that someone might judge you negatively Right, right, and so in doing that, by having an experience uh, where you uh, like allow the possibility that someone might uh, might disapprove of you, mm-hmm. and then coming out of that on the other side, realizing, oh wait, I didn't die, <laughs> totally, nothing bad actually happened, and then if you also make that exercise fun and enjoyable in and of itself, so it's actually fun, then what you do is you remove the core that produ- that creates that that anxiety and that uh and that fit you remove that thing which is essentially what i call the ego yeah that is telling you you need to worry about what other people think about you and and on top of that we're also anchoring a positive emotion and a positive state to the act of being potentially judged negatively and so if we're able to do that within a few of these exercises within a few of these interactions a few of these experiences your subconscious mind just goes oh I've been operating under a misconception that i need to protect myself from being judged this whole time right because this is innately wide within us from the time in you know in tribes of 100 people Mm -hmm. if people judge you negatively they'd they'd throw you out of the tribe and you die right um and we just our programming just hasn't caught up to the reality of how we now uh live so by doing these experiences we then essentially upgrade our programming and so that ego mechanism that's telling you oh don't say that because Well, don't do that because someone might, you know, think uh, badly of you or whatever. It just goes away.
0: Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.
2: From Wondery, Rich and Daily is a podcast packed with laughs that delivers your daily dose of the latest celebrity gossip. There's so much gossip these days that it's impossible to keep up, but you don't have to worry because Rich and Daily has you covered. Okay, listen, we don't talk about celebrities on this show, but on Rich and Daily, they do. Host Brooke Schiffron and Arisha Skidmore-Williams are not only comedians, they're besties, and they're the perfect guides to spill all the celebrity tea. They're going to keep you up to date on all the secrets, the scandals, and news in the entertainment world. Is that rumor about Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian true? If it is, you better believe Brooke and Arisha will have something to say about it. In a way that only best friends can, Brooke and Arisha give you their take on the stories that are current, that are happening right now, that you want to know about. Listen, I like celebrity gossip. That's the way that I check out. And I like to be in the know. And I dig pop culture. And that's why I love Rich and Daily. And that's why you're going to love it too. So go check it out now. Listen to Rich and Daily on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or you can listen ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. So you're saying go like face your fear. It's basically that, right? It's like go to that place, which scares you the most. Because once you realize that you could get through that, you know, you don't have to worry about it anymore. And then that takes away all that other fear. I mean, it makes total exactly, sense. Right. And like you said, you exactly, could, that's right. so, like life lesson 101, I feel like for people. It's,
3: you know. Yeah. So as, as an, ex, as an example, like mm-hmm. a very simple example that anybody can do to kind of do one of these and kind of, yeah, you know. Feel what I'm talking about is just to, uh, for example, he went to. I think we're on the we're on the corner of 14th and Santa Monica right here. So it would be to go up to somebody on the corner of 14th and Santa Monica and be like, "Excuse me, I'm just wondering, could you help me find the corner of 14th and Santa Monica?" Please?
2: Wow. Okay, I see. Then, we, yeah. <laughs> right?
3: right. And then they look at you like you're an idiot. Yeah. And then be like, uh, "You're literally right here." And you're
2: like, "Oh my god." I feel like you're an idiot. <laughs> Yeah, It's very specific, but so you're really creating a situation where, you know, for sure you're going to you, you're, you would feel embarrassed or something. You're going to create that uncomfortableness on purpose. Exactly. Oh, okay. That's, yeah, I needed that example to really understand.
3: Yeah. And just, and just by doing something as simple as that, right. Mm -hmm. There's a, a temporary moment of like, oh, I feel like an idiot. Yeah. And then they walk off and you walk off and you're like, wait a minute. Like, and because you know, because you're intentionally creating it as well, you can kind of be kind of laughing in your head as yeah. well, <laughs> right? You can kind of be like, this is so stupid. Yeah. And then, so th- that's like a, a super, super simple one. But I, I build them up over you know, over the course of, of uh, you know, five, you know two, three hours or whatever. Yeah. Until guys are doing and saying things that they just never thought that they could possibly say to someone. And go like, oh my God, like I can, basically what happened with me is, after about a few hours of doing these, I went from a guy who was like, I care so deeply about what other people think of me that I just want to avoid all social interactions as much as possible. Yeah. So I can stay in my safe comfort zone of of, of at least, you know, I'm not, doing, I'm not doing or saying anything so there's no way anybody can criticize me mm-hmm. to within a few hours of doing these, uh, just being like, oh, I could just go up to anybody and say whatever I want and I don't give a shit what they think. Right. And that's, you know, once you're there, then you're willing to kind of at least give it a go then you're willing to at least throw yourself into an interaction and try something and say something and just statistically over time kind of you'll piece together what uh you know what works
2: now how does that relate to picking up chicks like what then after you start to do that like what what like how do you guide guys like to walk in? Like you said, this happens during yeah. the day. So are you teaching them what to do on a date? Yeah. Do you teach them how to pick up women on the streets? I mean, you know,
3: yeah. So, so that ICBT thing is kind of the, the foundation, right? We yeah. have to do that first because we have to be in the, in the mindset of, yeah. I don't really mind one way or another. What, like what the outcome of this interaction is. Like yeah. I don't need this person to like me. Right. And that's a huge thing because what the the problem with most of the, most of the, pick up stuff and all all those courses is they start on day one with like all right so here's all these things to say and these are like all the right things to say and you have to say them in the right order and you have to do all this stuff and you have to say it this way and your body language has to be like this and these guys are already super nervous (laughs) about being rejected to begin with yeah and now you're layering on i have to remember all the stuff and if i say it wrong then she'll you know then she'll hate me and all this stuff so it just makes their anxiety worse yeah to the point where these guys are usually like physically forcing their guys into they're like you know having have a few drinks at the bar and then like pushing them to go speak to someone and they're like, oh, they're all in their head, uh, you know, worrying about all, all of this material. Mm-hmm. So the first step is we need to get into that mindset of what I call social freedom, right? The ability to just go up to anybody and just express whatever you feel in the moment. Yeah. Um, and not be, and be completely detached from whatever the outcome of that is. Um, once we're there now, then we can go, you no know, go to the next step, which is, uh, structures and frameworks. So, um, Again, a lot of the stuff out there is just like, say this line, but that rarely works because the guy who wrote it doesn't have the same personality or use of language as you. Yeah. So then you're basically, unless you're a really good actor, it's not going to work. Uh, so what a structure or framework al- allows is the structure does the work of making it effective. So the structure, the order of the stuff is based on principles of, uh, of human psychology of how people connect, what gets people's attention, what makes them interested and uh, you know, wanting to, to, to speak to you further. And then, uh, by filling in the structure with your own words and your own personality and what you like about uh, the girl and the situation, that makes it authentic.
1: Mm-hmm. So it,
3: it it creates the feeling that this is a ge- this is a unique, genuine thing that's happening. Right. Um. And the kind of the the overall structure, like what it's doing, not the exact words, but the, what it's doing is it's creating a a, a, a a situation like this, kind of like um that like romantic comedy thing and this is this is an important thing as well like this doesn't require you to be sort of super confident and smooth in fact the times when i've gotten this down to the point where i'm getting it a bit robotic and it comes off super smooth and practiced that's when i get often the less good reactions interesting Mm so you're creating this the situation like this like oh you know you know i i don't really i don't really do this kind of thing you know at all and i i I haven't really planned this out, but I I just saw you and I just had to come up. I had to meet you. I just find out, had to come find out about you. Oh my god, I, I'm where you know, where am I? Man, it's high I'm right, right. Just this like this almost semi-bumbling like Hugh Grant sort of like oh I'm terribly sorry, but I just had to. I had to meet you. Yeah. And creating this this feeling of, um, oh my god, like this guy, he's not some he's not some like, whatever, uh, pickup artisty smooth Jaden bond trying to be alpha dude yeah he's just a regular guy he was just walking down he was just sitting in the cafe he saw me and he just pushed himself he plucked up the courage and pushed himself to come over and and wants to meet me isn't that isn't that sweet Mm -hmm. to me like that's just like if that if that girl was ever going to be interested she's going to be the most interested then to at least know a little bit more and have a conversation and that's the place i like to start out from is uh yeah coming from a place of i I had to come and just express myself to you, right? I don't need you to like me. I don't need this to go anywhere, but I just had to come and tell you how I feel right now and and especially how you're making me feel. Right. To me, that's beautiful.
2: And so, and then, you know, because listen, there was like stuff like that for women too, like the rules book, you know, when it was all about, you know, for women, like don't, you know, call back, don't do this. Like, do you have any of those kind of rules or or is your whole system like anti-rules and anti-games, you know, because... I do think human nature—you can use these fucked-up games, you know, that people have set up, right? Yeah. And I think they work in a very in the short term, but you know, if it's not who you are, it's not who you are. You you get as disinterested as you want to get someone to like you, and human nature might be, yeah, they get hooked because they're like they want something they can't have, you know, whatever. But if you actually then decide to like that person, are they going to run for the Hills? You know, I mean, it just, at, at some point it doesn't work, but it, it can initially, right? Like those little game mind fucks, you know, it is, there is science to it, but it, it's all bullshit, right?
3: I, yeah. I mean, I, again, uh, what you said about like run for the Hills, I think, it, I think is it in my experience, the, uh, there's sort of the doing the the doing of the material which is like oh this is what works yeah to me what it does is it um at very let's let's say the very best right so yeah if we have this kind of we have the core of who we really are right this is our authentic self right mm-hmm. and we're told by society and by our ego and all this stuff to kind of protect this and cover it over with this like this protection mechanism, this facade, right? This defense mechanism. Right. Right. So it's like don't just say what you feel in the moment, but say this thing that like works. Right. Right. In this situation, and we keep doing that for all of the all of these you know different situations and these scenarios, or whatever, because we've been told that's what works. Like you can't just say what you feel, so just do what works. Yeah. And so at best, at best, you do all these things that work, right? And women do. Women again, they have the same. It's like oh, hide the crazy. Like don't. Don't talk about this. Like yeah, don't act like you like yourself. him.
2: It's the worst thing you right? Could yeah. do. Right, Hide that part of yourself yeah. and all yeah. that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm.
3: So they're doing that. So she's doing all of those things. Yeah. The guy's doing all of those things. Yeah. And at the very best, at the yeah. very best, if yeah. it goes well, then they end up. They end up, uh, you know, seeing together and starting a relationship. At which point they both go, "Oh, cool. Now I can stop doing all of the stuff." Yeah. Because now I'm in this relationship with this person. Now I can start being myself. Yeah. And the other person goes, who the fuck is this other person? Exactly. Where's the, what, like, who are you? And that's super weird and incongruent and creepy. And they run away. Exactly. (laughs) And then, and then certainly for for me and for, for us guys, we did all this. Like when that happens, we go, oh my God, who I really am must be so unattractive and horrible that as soon as I reveal it, Soon as I finally reveal it, the woman runs away. Shit! I need to hide that even more. Right. I need even more defense mechanisms, shit, to like hide this forever.
2: Yeah. But only answer, perpetuates about, your problems.
3: Right. What yeah, What you were trying about, to avoid. Uh huh. And this is this is my thing. What I find is when you come from the when you come from the authentic self expression place. Yes, there's a structure that makes it as effective as possible. But fundamentally, it's about your own words and communicating who you are and how you feel. Right. Yeah. So, by doing that, by, because that's so, to me, in, in my opinion, because that's so rare, when you come from, from inside of who you really are and you, you, have, this, you have the self ownership to just express that and be like, I'm just going to express this. I don't, give, I don't give a fuck either way. What happens is that gives that other person permission to strip down their defense mechanism and come from who they really are.
1: Mm-hmm. And the
3: connection that you form with that in that way, to me, is, can be like instantly, instantly like deep and profound. Right. It can be the and the relationship that whether it's friend, relationships, friendships, uh, business relationships, things like that. But I've formed from being willing to come from that place, have been like instant, you know, instant best friends ever.
2: Right, but
3: you were saying. So to me, that... it's like yeah, yeah, that stuff, that 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 kind of stuff can work, but it's like, why? <laughs> Yeah, I think it's like like a short
2: term thing that like it's it's the mouse in the cage and they're feeding them the thing, you know, that that shit works, right? It's a a psychological mind fuck, but and you could use it on anybody and it is human nature, but I don't think it will ever like you know, lead to a long lasting relationship because there's nothing authentic about it. You know, it's right. I mean, that's that's why I was glad when I was going to have you on and was reading through your bio that like you weren't into that whole pickup artist thing because like I said, I know that stuff. I know that it works. I've been on the receiving end of it. It's human nature. I think some people even do that kind of shit subconsciously without even realizing it, you know, because, and it, and it does get people hooked and stuff, but like people are like, it's it's it, no different than the mouse in the cage. You're just addicted to that person. You don't re- genuinely like them. You're not getting that person to like you. You're getting that person maybe addicted to you or there's some sort of dysfunction going around, but that doesn't last, right? Like that's how I feel about I, it.
3: I would say, I would say, I mean, works to works to what extent because it's right. like well first of all we if you read the game uh mystery isn't someone you particularly want to model as a as a you know <laughs> as a life goal mm-hmm. i mean he's he's on his he's on his way to a mental institution and <laughs> suicidal at the end the first chapter of the book neil strauss himself after writing that book then went through years of therapy yeah and to come out to write the book, the truth where he renounced all of it.
2: Yeah, no, he's a totally so, different guy now.
3: This is not, this is well, I'm not sure about that, but, um, well,
2: I don't know. I read his, you know, little posts on Instagram. That's what it
3: appears His, you know, but, his quotes. but I mean, it, you know, what works to works to what extent It's like, yes, you can, you might be able to get use some of the stuff to get a, a like a short term, like some, maybe like a short term hookup with somebody who, um, you know, you might not have been able to have sex with that night if you hadn't used some of the stuff. Yeah. But again, like if as soon as you're using it, now you have to keep using all this stuff to maintain it. Right. Now you have to keep doing all these tricks to cut like keep maintaining this facade that you've built. Yeah, and then you're like the fear is
2: worse because you're like, Oh my why? god, what happens when I'm really myself? And again,
3: the only the only reason the only reason that people are uh, uh, feel that they need to engage in any of this mm-hmm. is to protect themselves from rejection right right so they 're like if I do this stuff then i won 't be rejected well like, guess what you 're going to get rejected anyway right right you there's no there 's no way for there 's literally no 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 material that 's going to work hundred percent of the time That's going to be re- this is what this is what 's promised by a lot of these CD, PUA, uh companies i 'm like, yeah, just say this you just say this magic phrase then it'll then you like it's totally rejection proof and she'll instantly want to have sex with you right like they sell stuff like that to 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 guys unfortunately but um the 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 fact remains that uh only that you know a certain percentage of people are just not going to be interested in you or they're not going to be available even if they are interested
2: exactly and so rather than trying to
3: use stuff and that's exactly rather than trying to use stuff to try and prevent the possibility that you that you get rejected why not just accept the fact that some people that you're not everyone's cup of tea and just be okay with that and then you can then you don't have to do any of this stuff and you can just come from the place of who you really are yeah easier yes (laughs) i feel like at the at the core of everything
2: is the the biggest fear that everybody has is somebody doesn't like them for who they are, and you know what? Sometimes people aren't gonna like you for who you are. It is personal. It is because they don't like you, but who cares? You know, and if you could get to that place, that's freedom, you know. And I think that once you face that fear and you get past it, you know, it it makes life a lot easier. I got to that place, you know. I had that fear, and I see it in other people sometimes. And I'm always like, let's go to the worst place case scenario. Like, no, like that person maybe didn't like you because of you. Maybe it was something you said or you did, or you know. <laughs> but who cares? Somebody else will. No, no, there's nobody out there that every single person will ever like. I mean, it doesn't exist.
3: Exactly. And, con- and conversely, there's a percentage and this is one of the one of the uh, exercises I, I, I do with guys on the first day. Yeah. Uh, literally, literally proves that there's a percentage of women walking out there, walking around right now. Yeah. For whom you are their exact perfect type. Right. And so literally just showing up is enough. Right. Like All you have to do is go say hi. And she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> and they're out there they're like uh, they're like out there they're walking around right now, mm mm-hmm. right so all you, have to, all you have to do is go up and fight and you can't you can't know that just by looking at them so you have to go and you have to go and just do something and try something and say hi right. um, and that's that's often uh, really really powerful where i've where I've had it uh, had a guy like do this exercise where it's like um again one of the frame is like Guys, guys often put a lot of pressure on themselves. It's like, I have to be smooth and I have to have this like right, perfect line. Yeah. So one thing we do is we do the wrong line. We do like stuff that's like, this is never going to work. Right. It's intentionally stupid, uh, but it's fun. So, for example, we'll do one where um, they're, they're uh, going up, get, doing the, uh, getting attention and, and stopping correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. then just saying, hi, Um, I'm, this is totally not a pickup line. yeah can i get your number right that's it right so it's like that's never gonna work right it's like that's you haven't even had a conversation she has no idea who you are Mm -hmm. (laughs) right it's stupid so you're they're saying it with a smile on their face it's like oh this is a funny stupid this is a funny stupid game and yet almost inevitably on every course where i have like four or six guys uh one of those times that everybody everybody does a couple one of those times uh, the guy says just that, nothing else, but just that. Said, like, can I get your number? And she's like, yeah, okay. Right. And he's like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I have guys like literally, wait, 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 what? Really? She's like, yeah. Do you not want it? And he's like, no, but I didn't even do any- it. I didn't even do anything. <laughs> like, how? And and she's like, okay. And I've I've sent guys, the guys like walk, just walk away. Like, just in they're they're just like, having a mental breakdown. They're like, I can't believe this. And then I'm like, go get her number. And then he he goes back and gets it. He comes back and he's like, but I didn't even do anything. I'm like, right. He's like, but so it can be this. I'm like, yeah, it can literally be that easy. So when you're teaching
2: guys, how do you teach your classes that you teach? Do you have classes? Do you have seminars? Are they online things? Like, you know, or do you uh, take guys out in the field?
3: Yeah. So, so the, the, the way the course works is there's, it's like a hybrid course. So there's a there's an online eight-week course that they go through with a, a bunch of material and specific things to, you know, exercises to go do. And then there's, as part of it, there's also a weekend workshop uh, that I teach in person with a small group of guys. Uh, and we, go, we just, we uh, spend most of the time walking around outside in, you know, cafes, coffee shops, bookstores, whatever it is, just talking to people.
2: Right. So you send them out to go talk to girls and to, like, you give them that kind of practice. It's like that hardcore yeah, kind mean, of stuff?
3: yeah it's, it's it's i mean it's people in general and we build it up and then eventually yeah most most of uh the end of uh day one and day two and the sunday is just striking up conversations in different environments and different situations uh-huh. uh and then just working you know working through the different structures and then you know giving them specific feedback about what could be improved and and how they could have gotten a bit further with something whatever it is and i would say like 90% of it is just taking away a lot of this pressure that they feel like, oh, you know, I did this I did this wrong or I forgot that step. And it's just like, it doesn't matter. Like a lot of the time it's taking the pressure off of having them realize like, the outcome that you got is exactly the same outcome that, that I would have gotten. Right. Like that, the, that person just, she was whatever, n- not available, not in a social mood, not interested. She wouldn't have been interested with anybody, it's okay. Right. It's not you didn't fail by not getting this outcome. Right. It's again, it's just going back to back to that uh, inside out thing of just detaching from this outcome and just enjoying the process of just being social and connecting with people, which is what as humans we're designed to be able to do. Right. Uh, and that's another that's another hu- huge point as well, is that most of the most of the sort of that the pickup stuff and the material out there is based on this thing of basically. You're like you're not. You're, there's something wrong with you. You're not good enough. You're lacking things, and this is an additive process where I'm going to give you all these techniques and give you all these things, and then you'll then then you'll have enough. Then you'll be good enough to be able to like get this result. And um, my stuff is coming from a place of we all. It's literally programmed in our DNA to be able to connect with other human beings. Right. Like we're designed to be able to do that. It's just years and years and years of negative experiences, of social pressure, of schooling. Of um you know, past relationships of your parents, whatever, that kind of beats that out of you and causes you to suppress your innate abilities. And so what I'm doing is taking them through experiences where they can start to essentially just just find and cultivate the the ability that they already have within them.
2: What is the demographics of the guys that find you? I mean, I know that you're like, called yourself maybe like a geek or you were like oh the prototype of the kind of guy that i'm talking to typically explain what you had said to me before the guy from the tv yeah, show so the, yeah
3: i would say like i would say uh richard Hendricks mm-hmm. from silicon valley uh is sort of very much my guy so they tend to be in their mid uh 20s to mid 30s mm-hmm. uh, usually a kind of a technical analytical uh job description software engineer engineer in general Uh, operations, finance. So a guy who, um, you know, likes to plan ahead Uh and and creates a a real feeling of certainty, which he needs from kind of knowing, you know, they they like numbers and logic and order and planning because that gives them the sense of of certainty. And so that's why in social situations, that way of thinking does not work for them. It doesn't serve them. Yeah, that totally makes sense. In a social situation, Mm -hmm. you you can't plan out Right? They'd love to be able to, but they realize you cannot plan out. Like, if this person says this, then I'll say that. And then if they say this, then I'll say that. Yeah. And then if they say this, then I, you can't plan it out. You have to be willing to throw yourself into a situation where there is some level of uncertainty and some level of discomfort that's being created from that uncertainty, which is where social anxiety comes from. Yeah, and, and so, I know,
2: you know, and people, I have guys my age, and I'm in my early 50s, that like, I feel like they've had this issue their whole life, you know, and, and, you know, a lot of times it's not just that young guy, you know, it's the guy that got divorced or was in a long-term relationship is now single again. And they're exactly where they were before. And they can't Get another relationship because they still have that going on because they never sort of conquered it. You know, somehow they did wind up in a relationship and it lasted a while. They were lucky, but they can't do it because I have friends that have these kind of issues. You know, that could benefit from your because I think a lot of guys tend to be more overthinkers and planners. You know.
3: Oh, for sure. I mean, I've 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 helped. I've had guys. Um in the uh, mid 40s, 50s, mm-hmm. um, a doctor in his in his 60s actually who had an uh, amazing experience on one of my courses. So I mean, yeah, I mean it's it's certainly for all ages, and I I, I will have uh, a segment of guys who come out of a marriage and they're like, I have absolutely no how, idea how to date in this sort of modern world or whatever. Yeah. Um. See, so, yeah, I I I definitely I definitely help with that, and yeah, I, again, it's it's usually around this. Um, this, this overthinking and um, just helping them go through the, these experiences, which give them the ability to enjoy the process of throwing themselves into a social situation where there is this uncertainty and becoming okay with that.
2: Now, do you do remote coaching too? So if somebody like, you know, gets that your, I don't know if you have an ebook or whatever it is that they would get initially. And then do you do some kind of remote coaching if someone wants you to talk them through, you know, going out and doing it in real life, you know, just like you do for the people that come to meet you in Santa Monica, but may say they're not there?
3: Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, there's there's the online, there's the online course yeah. on its own as well, which is probably, you won't get me like, walking through everything yeah but that is that is something that a lot of guys get i mean you know know, i have i've had customers as far away as australia and stuff like that so like someone in australia they're not even i don't think they're even allowed out of their own countries so uh so yeah they they can they can do the course on its own and then there's a there's obviously um you know they have to be a little bit more of a an action taker and a self-starter because at the end of every module there's here's some stuff where you're going to have to go outside and actually speak to people and do this. Yeah. And with me not there to kind of be like, come on, then, you know, that's a, that's a, uh, often, you know, a, 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 a big leap and something that the guys struggle with. So, uh, but yeah, the, the online course is also available on its own for guys that can't make the, the in-person training as well.
2: Yeah. I guess I was just wanting to know everything that you offer so that we could put it out there. So you have this online course that you offer people. You also have the weekend seminar that people could go to and that's right now in Santa Monica because that's where your base where do people find all of this stuff
3: uh, so you can just go to RyanBlack.us, mm-hmm. uh, and and everything's pretty much there there's there's a bunch of kind of free resources as well so there's a there's a script that helps uh, a free a free sort of script and some some copy paste stuff that guys can use to just get better better results with online dating which is obviously a big I think now mm-hmm. um, since the last Few years I forget when it switched over But the most common way for people To uh, meet now is online
2: Yeah I'm so Uh, glad you brought that up because I was Going to say to you like does this Translate to online dating too Because that's how most people Are meeting people nowadays
3: Yeah I've I've definitely always been a a Proponent of kind of Meeting and connecting in person Mm -hmm. So what I the few things I always say is, Is number one whatever You do do not make online the primary or only way uh-huh. that you're that you're meeting people right to me uh especially as a as a as a guy who's not a uh you know not like a a brad pitt looking kind of uh, male model
1: uh-huh.
3: um it can often be it can often be quite uh frustrating and, and soul crushing to be swiping and swiping and swiping and getting very very few if any matches right um so uh, but as a as an addition to also making the effort to uh, to you know start conversations and be social and meet people in person, uh, it can be a great way to to shift a guy from a place of where he feels this sort of uh, the sense of scarcity. Right. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want to when you're in when you're in scarcity and you do get sort of the occasional date and it doesn't happen that often, then that guy is going to is more likely to be more nervous and because now he's like, oh, I I don't want to screw this up, right? Mm-hmm. This might be my only date for the next three months or six months or something, and that immediately will he'll start engaging in uh, people pleasing behaviors because he'll be like, I need to modify myself and I need to say the kind of thing that I feel that this person will like me if I say, and so immediately then you're 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 coming from that outside in uh, worldview yeah. where. However, they those little however they, she reacts and whatever she said, it's affect it's affecting their internal state. And um, so instead, you, you want to be coming from a place of abundance, where it's like I've met a few people in, in person, I'm texting a few people here, I've got you know a, a few things from online. And when you're arriving when you're arriving on a date, where it's like you know if this doesn't if this isn't going well, we're not connecting, whatever it is, I can just cut it short and I can text one of the other girls I'm speaking to and, and meet up with them later you're arriving to that place with a very different energy in much the same way as like, if it's a salary negotiation or you're getting a job, if you have three other offers, you're gonna arrive on that, in that room with a very, very different energy to if like, versus if it's your only opportunity and you literally need the money to be able to pay your rent. Right. Right. The way that you're gonna behave, you're not, how are you gonna know, how are you really gonna be able to negotiate from a place of, of strength if, if you know, if that's the case. So it's, a, it's exactly the same thing. But yeah, I, I recommend it. Um, but in addition to meeting people in person, which should be your, your primary thing. And the, the, the fundamental philosophy is the same. It's really interesting. Even over even over text, the energy of, I need this text to work, and I need her to reply to me, and I need this to go well, comes off, even if the words are the same. It's the weirdest thing. Um, but basically the, the philosophy and, and the stuff is the same. There's structures, which help make it make your communication as effective as possible. And it's, but it's about filling those in with your own words to make it authentic and unique, right? One of the biggest things about online is that first message has to be unique and different to everything else. Because most guys are sending the same thing, Mm -hmm. right? Most guys are just sending like, hey, sup or whatever, right? Or um, whatever it is. So as soon as you could, you can immediately stand out by saying something unique, which requires you to, again, why are guys sending hey because it's like it feels like you're not really putting yourself out there or risking anything right so it feels easy to do it's like oh she replies and there's no big deal it doesn't feel it doesn't you don't really feel that sense of rejection as much if like you don't get a response from Mm hey but if you're able to be okay with like throwing out there something that's a bit random a bit different without worrying too much of like oh this might come off a bit weird or whatever it is uh and you're coming from that coming just coming from that energy of i really don't care right away um whether the, whether this particular person responds back to me or not then counterintuitively the less you care about getting a response the more likely you are to get a response right uh, so in general in general the stuff the stuff i do online the stuff i teach is about intentionally being uh, a bit divisive uh, about intentionally kind of really throwing stuff out there that's maybe a bit risque or whatever. And what I want is that basically there's no way that you can possibly uh, sort of be on the fence or indifferent.
1: Are mm-hmm. right?
3: you either going to really love this and think it's hilarious and great, or you're going to, or you're going to hate me right. right? and block me immediately. And that's what I, that's <laughs> what I'm going for because it's like, again, it just, it just makes you stand out and makes you very different.
2: Right. And now, so th- in your, in these online courses and what you teach, it's about dating, meeting women, finding the right women. And now is it also about like how to sustain that relationship? Or is it for people who are also in a relationship, how to keep those women interested, how to continue being yourself? Or is this strictly like, oh, yeah, this is absolutely. like how you date? Yeah,
3: absolutely so the 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 course is kind of end to end so Mm -hmm. so it doesn't just end like okay now you start with a great well done job done kind of thing yeah Um, yeah. it's much more about um and everything sort of progressing in a and everything all the mindsets and everything build on themselves so you're taking you're taking this person kind of down this down this road where it's very very likely i mean the thing the thing that um i would say i'm actually the the best that and differentiates me a lot of the time from most of most of the coaches out there whatever they're usually like not in, not actually in a relationship uh, hardly at all like they don't have long-lasting fulfilling relationships they're yeah. just going on the next girl next girl next girl next girl mm-hmm. look how awesome I am I've slept with this many girls It's like if you've slept with that many girls and you never have a long-term relationship you have a psychological issue. Like there's something wrong with you. Like <laughs> yeah. you should not be someone that people want to model. <laughs> right? right. Like, because like, why don't these women want to be with you? Like what's mm-hmm. going on? Mm-hmm. Or are you pre-rejecting them because you're like, oh, I don't want them to get too close and then see who I really am. Right. Right. I see it, I see that a lot in a, 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 a lot of coaches where they're actually scared of because, again, they're doing all this material and all these techniques and all this stuff to get them. So then it's like, oh, I don't want to peel back this layer and reveal who I really am, because then she could actually reject who I am, and that would devastate me. Right. Going back to something you said. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, but by because it's because we're starting right from the very beginning, we're starting with this is who I am, and this is what I feel, and this is what I want to express to you. Yeah. Then it's actually a hell of a lot easier to 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 um, segue that into a long-term relationship if that's what you're looking for.
1: Mm-hmm. And
3: so my. Kind of the, 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 the process that I that I say is like whether a guy wants to uh, just be dating around, which is fine. Like a lot of guys kind of just missed that phase of their life. Right? I certainly didn't. I certainly didn't have it. Yeah. Or whether the, the guy wants to find the one, you know, settle down and be with uh, one girl monog- monogamously. Mm-hmm. I would say the place to come to that is from a place of abundance. Right. Uh, if you're going to be with one person, it shouldn't be because um, this was the you know the, the first girl. Where, and this happens. This this uh, often happens a lot. And I warn guys against it. Is they go they go through the course. They start going out. They start meeting. They they start um, you know going on a bunch of dates. And I'm like, please, whatever you do, don't just the first girl that you end up going on a few dates with and sleeping with. Please don't just immediately make her your girlfriend. <laughs> Um, because <laughs> what's going to happen is, yeah. uh, then in, in, uh, you know, three or six months or whatever, that relationship is going to end. And then you haven't built all these skills and honed them. And now you'd be back at square one again. So I right. said, like, arrive at that. You want to arrive at that monogamous, amazing relationship with that private person from a place of multiple quality options. Right. Uh, and so that what, I what I, uh, what I take them through and what I teach is a way to, um, Enter these, you know, these new relationships, multiple new relationships in a way that's incredibly ethical and honest about exactly what's going on. So uh, it's not about sort of dating a lot of different people and just kind of like not saying anything and kind of cheating and whatever it is. It's about having them willingly choose to want to be uh, part of your life in this specific type of relationship. Uh, you know, with with uh, with both eyes open, kind of thing.
2: No, like what, like you're saying, knowing that you might be dating two other people or three other people. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. that,
3: and that and that both both parties have that that choice and that freedom to do that. Right. Uh, and then over time, uh, what will tend to happen is uh, one like one of those uh, relationships becomes kind of more of a primary relationship, and then after a certain period of time, uh, then that. You know that person you can choose to be just with that one person and be monogamous with them. But then you're doing it based on um, you know that this this person ticks all the boxes that you're looking for and has everything, and you simply just naturally will move into that and be like, I don't really feel the need to spend time with any of the these other women that yeah. they will give me a certain thing here and a certain thing there. Mm-hmm. But this girl has everything I've ever I you know I've ever wanted,
1: right. and that's
3: not a process that you can know right for like date you know you see it with somebody the first time um or whatever it is you've been in a few months you can't know that yet so i would say like it's going to take it's that it's a little bit of a process so that's the only thing if you're talking about sort of the rules and certain things yeah i would say that that's one of the you know few sort of rules i have of like don't jump into that um too early and come arrive at that from a place of Uh, Of options.
2: And real quick, last question. Do you, I mean, do you have any, you know, because there's that Patty Stenger, you know, the millionaire matchmaker, her big thing is like, oh, you're not allowed to have sex until this many dates and don't put it in here or there. You know, that's what she tells the girls. I mean, do you have any rules around when a guy can sleep with a girl or anything like that? Or is that just. You know what's funny is
3: uh, my girlfriend was actually on that show twice. No way.
2: What what was she like in the audience, you know, meeting the guy? She was one of the girls.
3: She was one of the yeah.
2: She was one of the girls. Oh my god, hilarious! uh, Did she ever go on any of of the dates? Did she ever get picked? Did she ever get picked for the date? You know, because normally it would be like a bunch of girls. They all talk, and then, you know, three girls get chosen. You know, or two girls get chosen by the guys. Was she ever chosen? I cut this out. I'm not sure
3: exactly. I think she ended up going on a date or two. um, Oh, so she did. Okay. Down the process she went. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Oh (laughs) my god, that's so funny. She was on that show. Do you have those kind of? Do you have any kind of rules when it comes to sex for your guys?
3: Um, I, I tend to, uh, I tend to not necessarily like to, in in my experience, there's been, there's been, uh, relationships. I think there's a, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of misconceptions around this. Yeah. I think a lot, a lot of, a lot of girls have a misconception that like, oh, if I sleep with this guy too soon, like he won't take me seriously and yeah. all this stuff. And, and, and I, and I don't think, I don't think something like that is true at all mm-hmm. so in, in in my experience i've had i've had relationships where um you know i we waited a fairly longer amount of time than it's then sort of average and it was five six dates in before we slept together the first time yeah um and that ended up not actually being uh, that long lasting or that great a relationship mm-hmm. and i've had I've had conversely times where I, I uh, said with a girl on the first date. Yeah. And we were together for, for years. Yeah. So I, I don't see any correlation between any of that. And again, I, I find it, uh, I find it one of those, one of those rules that sort of women do. That's actually, I, I don't see the, I don't see the value in it because you're making, you're making this guy wait. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and again, what's the, what's the, what's the, like, why, like, what's the fear behind that? It's like, oh, we sleep together too soon. And then he just like, like uses me or whatever. Yeah. Well, if, if that's the type of guy he is, don't you want to just know that?
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Right. So, mm-hmm. and for as long as often, for as long as, again, cause we, we have these like mechanisms and these, and these, um, and these ego defense things. Right. So the girl is sort of hiding stuff or whatever. And then, and then, and then eventually withholding sex, even though she, she would uh, actually want to do it. The guy's sort of doing these things and he's, He's acting in ways to kind of say the right thing to the girl, so it's all a lot of inauthenticity. Yeah. Until eventually you end up seeing each other, and then you can find, oh, this is actually me. Yeah. Well, why not just remove all of that and just like, if you if you feel it, do it. Yeah. And then you'll see who this person really is. Yeah. And what, like, what's the, uh, what's the harm? So that I don't I don't have any any you know specific rules around it. What I do uh, go through. In terms of like going on dates, one of the, one of the big things to do is uh, I encourage guys to uh, move the conversation in direction where they can, where you can have a kind of uh, be talking about sex in kind of an, a matter of fact way, mm-hmm. talking about like previous se- sexual experiences and stuff like that. And doing that in a way uh, I think is important to show that uh, the guy is non judgmental about sex. Right. So she's opening up and talking about previous se- sexual experiences, or whatever it is, and he's like, oh, that's fucking cool, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. right i had i had a similar one like this and they're like going back and forth and as well like that helps move things towards a sexual direction in general um but the main point of that is allowing her to feel safe that this guy will not judge me as a slut for being for for bringing out my sexuality
1: for sure right. and that's right.
3: a that's a very useful thing to do if you if you'd like to see with someone uh you know on the first date that's a pretty good idea uh to do anyway, and it just start. I think it just starts things off in, in the right place. Versus when a guy expresses things that are maybe a bit judgmental around around sex or whatever, like oh that girl's acting like a whore or whatever, then that will trigger. If the girl likes him and you know wants to date she'll go oh this guy is you know like that around uh, you know when it comes to sex. Okay, cool. So now I will act like the good girl that that he, I think he wants me to be.
2: Totally, and you won't get a good blowjob because she'll be too afraid <laughs> you're gonna judge her, yeah.
3: And now you've he's just cock-blocked him for totally. himself for the next, like, five dates.
2: Yeah, for sure, absolutely. You got a lot of good advice. I feel like, you know, I could talk to you, I could just listen to you <laughs> for another hour. How, again, explain where people could go to what's your website again I will put all your information in the description there'll be a link to your website so people could get your online uh courses and stuff it's all available can you give your website again
3: yeah it's Mm -hmm. ryanblack.us okay and there's a it's kind of once you get on the site you can kind of choose your own adventure there's the the messaging script that I mentioned Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a a mini kind of messaging product Mm -hmm. there's some other kind of uh, uh seminars and stuff like that that you can just watch for free And get a sense for kind of the material uh, and stuff like that.
2: Oh, that's great. Thanks so much for calling in. I'll put all of your information in the description. And I hope a lot of guys sign up for your course.
3: That's awesome. Well, thanks so much for taking the time with me today. This was awesome.
2: Yeah, it was great. Thanks so much, Ryan. Thanks for coming
3: on. All right. Well, have a great rest of your weekend.
2: You too. Bye.
3: All right. Bye.
0: Uh, mm, The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com.
2: If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics